And he comes in to visit him. So one of them was sick. And by the way, we don't know right now who is the Mudarana from who. Is it the sick guy or is it the guy coming to visit him? So that's going to be the discussion of the Gemara. Who is the Mudarana? Who is Asadabana from who? But the Allah and the Mishnah states, as we're going to go into in the Gemara, but the Allah right now is that he came in to visit him. When he comes in to do Bikr Khalim, he could stand, but he's not allowed to sit. This also we're going to explain better in the Gemara. But basically, you can only give him a Rafua that's for him himself, but not Rafua's Mame, not something for his Mame, like his Bahamas or something like that. And with that, let's try to clarify the Gemara, the Mishnah, with the Gemara, Zak the Gemara. What exactly is the case in the Mishnah? If we're talking about a case where the Chayle is not allowed to have Hana from the Mivakar, from the one visiting him, then Afilu Yashiv Nami. Then why is he only allowed to stand? counterintuitively, he should be able to even sit. Why? Because the whole reason he's allowed to even stand is because we look at it like he's doing a mitzvah. He's coming in doing a mitzvah. It's not anything to do with Anna. He's not coming in for to give him Anna. He's coming in to do a mitzvah. So we let him do his mitzvah. And if that's the heter, we let him come into his house and even, and even stand there, so why can't he even sit? But if you're going to tell me it's the opposite case, where the Mevaker, the one visiting, is not allowed to have Anna from the Chayla, then I feel Eminamilite. Then why is he even able to go into this guy's house to stand there? He shouldn't be able to go into his house at all because he's not allowed to have Anna from the Chayla. And therefore, when you're going in, into his house, you are going into his house and you're getting Hana from someone you're not allowed to have Anna from. And that's included in Drisa Sarego. We said even a Hana Muetis, even a tiny bit of Anna, like Drisa Sarego passing through his house, is going to be Usr if you're a Muda Anna from him. So therefore, here too. Either way, it's going to be a problem. If we're talking about where the chayla is not allowed to have enough from him, so why isn't he allowed to sit? He's coming to do a mitzvah, so if we're going to let him, let him come in all the way and sit. If we're talking about the other case, where the mevaker is not allowed to have enough from the chayla, then why is he even allowed to come in and stand? He's getting enough. He's in his house. Says the Gemara. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel explains, Really, we're dealing with a case where the chayla, the sick person, is not allowed to have enough from the mevaker, from the one visiting him. You want to know why he's allowed to stand but not sit? Because we're talking about a place where the Minagamakam was that people usually paid for Beaker Chaylam. People used to come visit people who were sick, but they would actually pay for those people to visit them if they came and sat down. So you came, you sat down, it was a whole thing, so they paid for that. But when people came to be Mivakar Chaylam and to Beaker Chaylam and they only stood, it was a quick thing that they wouldn't pay for. And therefore, that's why this guy's allowed to stand and not say he's allowed to stand because he's coming in and doing the mitzvah. And that is not usually paid for, and therefore you're not getting anything for free right now that he's coming because no one that comes and only stands pays anyway but if he sits down that's something that usually you pay for for someone to come visit you and sit down and therefore he's not allowed to do that because he's doing it for free and you're saving money because you would have paid for that says the Gemara though again like we said yesterday my Pasco who said why are we making such a bizarre kimta in the Mishnah who said it's talking about that case so says the Gemara you want to know why we're saying specifically that case because it's teaching you another Kiddush the Kiddush is even in a place that the Minig is to get paid to pay for Bikr Chaylam. Usually people don't pay for Bikr Chaylam, but even in a place that they do, Ali Yeshiva the only thing you're allowed to pay for, you're allowed to charge for really, is to come and sit down for a whole thing. But to come in and stand, you can't charge for those services. So that is the Chiddush. That's why the Ukimta is this in the Mishnah. That's the Chiddush, that even in places where they charge for Bikr Chaylam, 
so much you could charge. You could only charge one once you're sitting down. But for standing up, you're not going to be able to charge. And that's what it's teaching us. Agav Urch. He says the Gemara Ibai Seima. Another answer I could tell you is Kedur Shimon Ben Eliyakim. Shimon Malakim said Gezerah Shemi Yashav Amidoi. He said regarding something else that we make a Gzera, Maybe you'll stay there longer. You'll stay there standing longer. So Achanami. So we'll apply that over here and say that the reason he's not allowed to sit down is Achanami. You're right. Really, technically, you're right. You should be allowed to sit down because once you're coming in for the mitzvah, you're not being mehana the chayla specifically. You're doing your mitzvah. So not only should you be able to stand, but you should also be able to sit. You want to know why you're not allowed to sit? Because you might stay there. You might sit, but you might overstay your sitting. And therefore, you might overstay the actual mitzvah of Bikr and you'll end up giving the chayla hana besides for the mitzvah of Bikr That already you're not allowed to do. And we make a That's why you're not allowed to sit down at all. Ula Amar Ula had a completely different answer. He said the opposite. So the, the last two answers we just gave in the Gemara, we're going in the case that the Chayla was not allowed to have an off from the Mavakar, from the one visiting him. And that's how the last two answers wor- worked. Ula Amar, now Ula says that no. Really we're dealing with a case where the Mavakar, the one visiting, is not allowed to have an off from the Chayla, from the sick one. You want to know why he's allowed to come into his house? So we asked, if he's not allowed to have an off from the Chayla, why is he even allowed to come into his house instead? So we said, The Chayla, when he made a nether against this guy that he that he can't give him and that he, that this guy can't have any unknown from him he didn't have in mind in that nether to make a nether on things also that will affect him himself and since he, this person wants to come and be mevaker chayla he wants to come and do bikr chalim to him this person this chayla that made the nether he didn't have this in mind because he doesn't want to say make a nether that's going to affect his personal things also and obviously it's good for him to get visitors while he's a chayla as we're going to see in the hemshech of the daf it's a very important thing and it helps him a lot so therefore he didn't make a nether against him for things that are nege himself and therefore even he's not even though he's not allowed to have enough from this chayla he is allowed to come into his house to come and do bikr chayla if so then why can't he sit down because that already he's able to stand so why should we sit down so why do you, should you sit down? That's already more. And that would be considered an added hano. Says the Gemara Mesve, I'll ask you a kasha from the following b'raisa. If he got sick himself, again, so this is a b'raisa, and it's a little ambiguous, just like the Mishnah. We don't know who is the mudra hano. But we're going to assume right now that the b'raisa is the same case as the Mishnah. And therefore, if we explain the Mishnah in one way, that's one of them is a mudra hano. From the other one, the b'raisa is technically going to be the same thing. And that's the lines, that's along the lines that the question is asking right now. Says the Gemara Mesve, I'll ask you a kasha from the following b'raisa. If he got sick himself, then he could come in to his house and do bikr chaylem. But if his son got sick, then he can't go into his house and shayleh b'shok. He can only, the most he can do is ask about him, how's he doing in the shok? But he can't actually go in. So it's weird. If the muda'na, or we're going to see who's the muda'na, but if he himself is sick, then he could come in and visit him, no problem. But if his son is sick, he cannot come into his house to visit him. Says the Gemara, this makes sense according to the way Ula explained it. That said, the case is that the Mivaker, the one visiting, is not allowed to have an off from the chayla. And he said that he didn't make another against him in the things that apply to himself, apply to his own chiyas. And that's why he's allowed to come into his house. Because this person didn't make the nether al-das that, he's, that it's going to affect him himself. And therefore, this isn't included in the nether. And the person's allowed to come into his house to be mivaker chayla. Shapir, then I understand why for him himself, if he got sick himself, meaning the one, meaning the mivaker is not allowed to have an off from the chayla. Okay, but he could still come in if the chayla himself, the, meaning the person who made the nether against him, him, is sick himself, he could come in because we just said he didn't make that nether al tanai that it's going to affect him, so that's why he's able to come into the house. But Shapir, I understand why there's a chilik between him and his son because him himself he didn't include that in the nether, but his son, what do you mean? 
he only didn't include in the nether things that affect him personally, but not his son. So now if his son gets sick, why should the person he, who is not allowed to have enough from him be able to come into his house? If he comes into his house, that's Teresa Sarekel, that's Hanon, and he's only coming in for his son. It's not Negea him, Lemaisa. So I understand Ula, the difference, according to the way Ula explained that, I understand the difference between him and his son. Ella, the Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, the Amr According to Shmuel, who said that the case is that the chayla is not allowed to have enough from the one being mevaker, what is the difference between him and what is the difference between his son? Meaning, if anything, it should be a kav chaymer. Because Shmuel that says that it's talking about a case where the chayla is not allowed to have enough from the mevaker, and we're still saying that the mevaker is allowed to come and visit him himself, the one he's not allowed to give Hanat to, he's not allowed to give Hanat to this Chayla himself, and he's still allowed to come in and visit him. So, you're, obviously, if his son is sick, Kava Chaymer, it's not even him himself, he should be able to come in and give Hanat to his son. What's the what's the difference? If anything, the opposite, it should be Kava Chaymer, that his son he should be able to come in and be Mavakar. So, so, the Gemara answers that, he'll just tell you, Shmuel will just tell you, that you assume that the Mishnah and the Brayas so were talking about the same thing, like we explained in the beginning of the question. The Mishnah in Echanami, it's a different case. The Mishnah is talking about a case where the Chayla is not allowed to have enough from the Vakar, and Bryce is Mishnah, Chayla is Ronald Vakar. And the Bryce is talking about a case, not like we just said, it's not talking about that same case. It's talking about a case where the Chayla. The chayla is nechasam or aser on the mavaker, meaning the mavaker is not allowed to have hanaf from the chayla. Says the gemara, my pasco, who said, why are you saying it's different cases? Amarava, Rav explained that Shmuel must need some kshise. Really, you want to know why Shmuel was forced to say what he said? That there are two different things because he had a problem with the mishnah. He my ear the tani oimid avalayoshiv. He had a problem with ula's pshat in the mishnah because why would the mishnah? Why would there be a difference between oimid and yoshiv? And Shmuel didn't like the way that ula explained the mishnah, and he had a problem why oimid should be different than yoshiv. Why should standing and sitting? be different and therefore he had to explain in the Mishnah Dafka the way he did but and that's why he explained the Mishnah in the in the case that the Chayla was not allowed to have enough from the Mavakar, but he'll tell you that in the Chanami, the Brisa, where he didn't have that problem, is not talking about that case. The Brisa is talking about a case, Pashupsha, where it's the opposite, where, where the Mavakar is not allowed to have enough from the Chayla. And therefore, Shmamina, the Nixim Mavakar, Asur and Alcha. So we see clearly that the that the Nixim Mavakar, Asur and Alcha, meaning Masnis Nixi, saying that's why he was forced to explain the Mishnah that the Nixim Mavakar, Asur and Alcha, that the Chayla is not allowed to have enough from the from the Mavakar. But in the Brisa, where we don't have that problem, and a Chanami, we could explain that it's the opposite. And now, for the rest of the Daf, Agadita, as it relates to the Mitzvah of. Bikar Chaylam. Amr Rishlakish says like this. Remez li Bikar Chaylam minatarminai. Where do we have a remez in the Torah to the mitzvah of Bikar Chaylam? So Bikar Chaylam is apparently not explicit in the Torah, but where is there a remez at least to it? Shinamar, the Pasuk says, Im kamais kal adam yimusun, ele ufkudas kal adam yimusun. So the Pasuk by Kairach, with the fight between Meshach Rabbeinu and Kairach, and Adas Kairach. So... Maishra Rabbeinu says like this, you know how we're going to know that Kairach's wrong? If they die like normal, like normal people die, just like it happens by most people, that most people come in, most people die, they get sick first, people come in and visit them, that's not, that's the right to be Kerchelim, as we'll see in a second, but that's what Maishra said, but if not, if they don't die a normal death, rather, Hashem is, Hashem creates something new, like a Bria Hadasha, Hashem opens up the ground and swallows them, then everyone's going to know that Kairach was wrong. Either way, that's what we see, as the Gemara explained, my Masha, how do we see 
Shiva from the Pasuk. Amar Rav says, What does that mean in the Pasuk? Shein chaylin. If they die like normal people, that normal people get sick before they die. And they're on their deathbeds. And then people visit them. So what are people going to say if that happens, if they die like normal people and get sick first with people visiting them? That Hashem didn't send me. Because obviously, maybe Karach was right. If this happens and they die a normal death, then that's going to mean the riot that Karach was right. But therefore, they died uh, definitely a Misa Mishuna. But that's how we see that there's a remez in the Dar, the Bikr Chaylim. That's the remez. It comes from those Psukim by Karach. Says the Gemara Darsh Rabba Rabba Darshins, these Psukim by Karach. Imbriya Yivra Hashem. If Hashem, the other side was, if they died normally, yeah. But if they don't die normally, and Hashem creates a new Bria, and the ground opens up its mouth and swallows it, that's Karach, then we'll know that Moshe Emes was Sarah Sayemes. But Rabba Darshan like this. The Pasuk says, Imbriya Yivra Hashem. If Hashem creates a new creation, Imbriya Gehenim Mutaf. If Gehenim was, what does that mean? If Gehenim was already created, then great. Gehenim is going to be, it was already created, and that's where they'll go. Mutaf Imlav, but if Gehenim wasn't created yet, then Yivra Hashem. Then Hashem should create Gehenim for Adas Kairach. Says the Gemara Is that true though? What? Gehenim, there's a half mina that Gehenim wasn't around yet? Don't we have a Bryson that says, Shibadavarim Nibiru Kadim Shinibiru Ailam? There were seven things that were created before the world was created. Eluhain, the following. Tairah, so what do we see from here, Mikal Malkam? The Gemara, by the way, is about to bring Mikairus for all these things from Psukim. But what's the question? That we see Gehenna was created before the world. So why was there a Hamamina that Gehenna wasn't created yet? Says the Gemara, how do we know, first of all, all these things were created before the world? Tyra, we know, the Pasuk says, Hashem Konani, Reishis Darka, referring to Tyra, Reishis Darka, that's before anything. Chuba, how do we know? Chuba, the Pasuk says, Biterim Harim Yuladu, before even the Mountains were created about the and Then it talks about Chuba. Even before the mountains were created, we see Chuba was created before the world. Gan Eden, how do we know that? The Pasuk says, Vaita Hashem Lekim, Gan Eden, Miketem, before Hashem created Gan Eden. Gehenim, where do we know Gehenim from? The Chesiv, the Pasuk says, Ki Aruch Me Esmo Tifta. That's referring to Gehenim, and we see it's Aruch Me Atmo. It's referred for even, it's prepared even from before Kisah Kavad. How do we know that? The Chesiv, the Pasuk says, Nachoin Kisacha Hashem's Kisah Kavad Me'oz. It's Me'oz, it was from before. Mesam English, I don't know, Mesam English. The Chesiv, the Pasuk says, Kisah Kavad Marai Merishan. It was Merishan, it was from before. Shemaisha Moshiach. The Chesiv, the Pasuk says, Yishemai Le'olam. The Goimer, we need the word Goimer over here, the rest of the Pasuk. The rest of the Pasuk says, one of the names of Mashiach is Yinoim, and it says Lifnei Shemesh, even before the Shemesh was created, that's so we know the Shem Shal Mashiach, Shemesh Mashiach was created before the Oilam. So says the Gemara, so what's the Kash over here, that what, how are we, how, how do we just darsh in the Pasuk by Adas Kairach, that if Gehenim was already created, Mashiach Arbena was saying, then great, but if Gehenim wasn't created yet, then let Hashem create Gehenim for the Adas Kairach, says the Gemara, but Gehenim was always created, it was already created before the island. We know that. So how was there a Havmina that it wasn't created already? Says the Gemara. And the cover. This is what he was saying. If entrance to Gehenim was already created over here, then great. We'll use that entrance to Gehenim to throw them in. But if it wasn't created yet, then Hashem should create an entrance to Gehenim. But in the Hanami, you're right. Gehenim was for sure already created. There's nothing new under the sun. Hashem doesn't create new creations in this world. So what do you mean? Hashem is going to create something that wasn't there already? A new entrance to Gehenim, says the Gemara. And the Hanami, you're right. This is what he meant to say. Loi mikra puma lehacha likare. 
meaning if the entrance to Gehenim isn't close by to right here where we are in the midbar, then Lekar Puma. Then 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 the Hachal Lekar. Then over here it should the Hashem t- should take it and make it closer to here and move the place that's closer to here. But in Echanami, right? It's not a Bria Chadasha. Darsh Rabbi Rabbi Darshan like this. The Amri Amri Yitzchak. And there are some say that it came from Rabbi Yitzchak. By the way, what does the pasuk mean when it says Shemesh Yoreach Amad Zevula? That Shemesh and Yoreach, the sun and the moon, Amad Zevula. There's they they stand in the heaven in the rakia called Zevula. So we know what the Gemara says in Masech Chagiga that. There are Shiva Rakim. There are seven different Rakim, seven different heavens, and each one has a different name, and there are different things that are in each one. So, where are the sun and the moon? So, not in Zavula. They're actually, the Gemara says, in the one called Rakia. They're in the Rakia called Rakia, not in Zavul. So, what does the Pasuk mean when it says Shemash Yerech Ahmad Zavula? That they're in Zavul, which is a different level of Rakia, says the Gemara. Shemesh Yerech Bizvul Mayabayan. That's the question. What are they doing in Zavul? I thought they're in Rakia. They're supposed to be in Rakia, like the Gemara said in Chagiga. Says the Gemara, Milamid, what do we learn from here? That the Shemesh Yerech are in the Rakia called Zavul. Milamid Sha'alu Shemesh Yerech Merakia Lizvul. That at the time of this fight between the Adas Kairach and Moshe Rabbeinu, the Shemesh and the Yerech were Moshe, and they went up from Rokia to Zvok. And they came closer to the Kaddish Baruch, and they said, If you stand up for Moshe Rabbeinu, then we'll do our jobs, we're going to shine. And if you don't stand up, so we're not going to shine if you don't stand up for Moshe Rabbeinu over here. Look what Kairach is doing. So says the Gemara, at that time, at that time, a Kaddish Baruch Hu started throwing arrows at the sun and the moon. And Amr Lahem, he said to them, Every day, there's that literally worship you. They worship you, the sun and the moon. And and you don't say anything. You don't, you're not Meicha, and you continue shining. You're not even Meicha for my COVID. And for Meisha Rabbeinu, for a Basar Vadam, you come and you're Meicha to me. Says the Gemara, from that day on, they listen. They took this Techach from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And since people worship the sun and the moon of Adizara, they st- they don't want to shine. The sun and the moon do not want to do their jobs. And therefore, Baruch shoots arrows every single day at the sun and the moon to get them to shine because after they heard this, they didn't want to shine anymore because people serve the sun and the moon for Abedizara. And therefore, Hashem has to throw arrows at the sun and the moon for them to shine. Shanaim, as the Pasuk says, They... The end of that pasuk of Shemesh Yerech Amazvula, the Architzecha Yalechu, that they, the, 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 the light comes from the Chitzecha, from your arrows. More about Bikr Chalim. Tanya, Abraisa. Bikr Chalim in the Shir. Bikr Chalim has no Shir. So, my in the Shir. What does it mean that it has no Shir? Savar, Yasef, the Meymar, in Shir, Lamat, and Schara. Yasef thought to say that what does it mean they have no Shir? That to the Schar that you get from Bikr Chalim, there's no Shir to the Schar. So, Amr Abaye, but Abaye said to him, Chal Mitzvah, Mi Yesh Shir, what? As opposed to other Mitzvahs that. That have a shear, the matan scharm for the matan scharm that you get, but don't we have a mishnah that says, have you Be very careful with even a light mitzvah, mitzvah kala, a small mitzvah kevachamura, like a very intense chamer mitzvah. Why? Because you don't know the matan scharm shal mitzvahs. And we see from here, the way we're understanding it over here, is that even a small mitzvah, what's called a mitzvah kala, also has unlimited reward. It's a matan scharm she'en lashir. So, Elam Rabbi, therefore Rabbi said, what does it mean that? 
that Bikr Chanam has no shear. Obviously, it doesn't mean that because we know all the mitzvahs have no shear. So, Afilu Gadol Yitzchakat. And it means that there's no shear for who's Chayiv in the mitzvah. Even a Gadol has to go be Mivakar Chayla to a Katan. Rava Amar Rava said, What does it mean that Bikr Chanam has no shear? Afilu Me'apam Amiyan. It means the amount of times a day it has no shear. You could even be Mivakar Chaylem a hundred times a day, even to the same person, and that's still included in the mitzvah, and Bikr Chaylem ain't no shear. He says like this: Anyone who's mevaker chelim, he does biker chelim. Naitel echad mishish mitzare. He takes away one sixtieth of the chelim's pain. So Amri le. So they said to him, "Im kain." If that's true, then lialin shitin velukma. Then why don't he? Why don't we just get sixty people to come and visit him, and he'll be completely healthy? If each one of them take away one sixtieth, then you'll come out that sixty people come in and they take away his whole sickness. So Amri le. He said, "No, that's not how it works." Kishuraita debe Rebbe. The way we do the shear, the way we make the chesmen over here is the same way Rebbe did in the following Brysa, which we're about to bring, but basically we don't look at it that each one takes a 60th of the chilek of the original sickness, but rather the first person that comes in takes a 60th, and the next person takes a 60th of whatever was left. So it's not the 60th of what was before, it's a 60th of whatever was left. More of a compounded 60th, and therefore it comes out that as many people will come in, you're never going to have him healed completely. It's never going to happen because the next person is only taking a 60th of what the other one was left over, of the full number right now. So it's always going to be a 60th of what was left, and therefore it's not, he's, this person will never be completely healed just from the bigger Chaylan, but it can definitely help. But not only that, says the Gemara, it only works, meaning when does, uh, when does the Bikr Chaylem take away a 60th of the Tsar? That's only Ben Gile. That's only if the Mivakr, if the, per- the person visiting, is Ben Gile, meaning he, was, he has the same mazel, he was born in the same mazel, the same horoscope as the person who is sick, and that is a person who would take away a 60th of his Tsar. But if not, then it doesn't seem to help. So what is this shear? Where do we see that Rebbe, this is how he made the Cheshbin, this is regarding something else, we applied it here, but where's the Sugiyo where Rebbe applied this cheshbin, that it's not each one taking a certain percentage of the original number, but rather it's only a percentage of the number that's left. Where do we see that, Titania? In the following Bray, so we had this in Ksubis. So Rabbi Yarmir like this. Rabbi says like this. Bas is that a daughter who's getting supported by the nechasim of the brothers, meaning the father died, left over Yerusha, and the brothers are chayv to support the daughters who are ketanim and they're not married yet. So the daughters who are being supported from the father's estate by the brothers, the halacha is that when they get married, noiteles isur nechasim, they take ten percent of the nechasim to go get him, to go get married. So Amrulai the Rabbi they said to Rabbi Ludvarecha according to what you just said, mishayish leeserbanah someone who has ten kids. Ubain ain uh, 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 sorry, Ubain. Mishesh Ubain. Someone who has ten ten daughters and one son, according to what you just said, that each one is gonna walk away with ten percent of the Nahasim, it comes out that the son is not gonna get any Yerusha in place of the daughters. So says the Gemara. Again, he's not going to get anything because each one is going to take 10%. That's going to be 100% of the Yerusha. So Amalani answered them what we just said. No, that's not how it works. It's not that each one takes 10% of the original number. But rather, the first one, when she gets married, she comes and takes 10% of the Chasim. The second one only takes 10% of what was left over. Again, the third one only takes 10% of what was left over. Then they go between themselves and they split to make it equal between the daughters, but it's always going to come out that the sons are going to have something that's left, for sure, because 10% that's taken by the daughters are only of what is left, not of the original number, and we're applying that back to here also.